Hey, on this episode of Indie Liga, we talk about Gareth Bale, Frank Lampard's Spanish lessons, AS Roma, Gabriel Batistuta, Philippe Albert enjoying life in Newcastle, and a bit of Gary Lineker on the market. We hope you enjoy it. You want to talk about golf and football? Well, it was golf was was the thing we mentioned, and a lot of players love golf for some reason. I don't mm. know why exactly Bale. that is. Yeah. Have you seen, um, you yeah, know, David I mean, Squires, his cartoon? Now he only features um, yeah. uh, Gareth Bale in golf attire. He never, it's only ever in, well, did you not see that it's flag? Like, was it last year or two years ago? Yeah, last year. Yeah. And he has something like, it was Wales, Wales golf, golf, Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah. And he's getting paid, he's getting paid over £500,000 a week. If you're a Real Madrid and you see it? that and you see that, you're going to be, Apparently, I, I read somewhere he's on in total eight hundred and sixty thousand pounds a week. If you add on everything else, it does. You know, there comes a point where you can almost really not blame him for not giving a fuck anymore. Well, he's got to the point, hasn't he? He scored an overhead goal in the Champions League. Yeah. He's won loads yeah. of titles. I think he's five Champions League winners' medals or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And. Maybe he just thinks, you know what, fuck it. Not really <laughs> I can't be asked about this shit. Well, he's not going to win the World Cup with Wales, is no. he? No, they do well so, to qualify. But there are so other he, things that annoy me about him. Like, he never bothered to learn the language. I mean, if you really yeah. want to integrate, you've got mm. to learn fucking Spanish. And he has no excuse. He's He'll he'll be working two hours a day as a full-time mm. pro. And then, excuse me, he wouldn't even have to pay for it. The, the club would find the best teachers they can find. Language lessons, right? Pardon? I I worked at a, a school in London, um, and I was English teacher, and um, <clears throat> we had colleagues teaching Spanish and French and stuff. And the Spanish teacher that I used to know really well, he taught Frank Lampard Spanish <laughs> when Frank Lampard was in his early twenties. Okay, um, I think he'd gone to Chelsea, but he hadn't really been at Chelsea that long. And um, Lampard's, apparently Lampard's ambition was to play for Barcelona. But he also then got a Spanish girlfriend as well. But but this guy was, this guy was teaching Frank Lampard Spanish, just on the side, as a, as a actually, this, Frank Lampard was trying to look after his future and, and work out, I'm going to go to Barcelona, I'm going to okay. play in the La Liga. Fair enough. Interesting. I mean, it's, I mean yeah, quite nice. Please. I taught at that same school, right? I taught... Um, I, I had a private lesson with this Italian guy. I can't remember his name now, probably because I've had a few glasses of wine. And um, first, first private lesson. I don't. I don't even in a group in a group lesson in the morning. In the afternoons, we had little like one to one lessons. And um, I was just saying, you know, he didn't really know what he wanted to do. He just wanted to practice his English. He was one of those crappy students who didn't really have a, a plan or any kind of objective. It was just mm-hmm. like I just want to learn English. And um, I was like, okay, then, well, just just tell me about what you do normally on a day-to-day basis, and we'll kind of work it out from there. And he said, well, you know, I, um, I'll, I'll talk to these people, and I'll do something on the computer. I said, okay, tell me about the people you're talking to. He said, well, I, I, sometimes I go to Fabio, and I say, Fabio, you know, how are things going with this and that and that? And I'm like, okay. Um, and then he said, yeah, and then I go and I, spoke, I speak to – to uh, Gabriele, and I, you know, and I was like, "Well, tell me about Fabio. What does Fabio do?" And he said, "Well, he's the manager." And I was like, "Okay." 
you know, what 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 does he do on a day? Tell me what he does on a day. <laughs> okay. He said, well, he he works with the players. And I was like, hang, hang on a second. Fab, who's this Fabio guy? He's where where do you work? He said, "Well, I'm I'm the lawyer at, at Roma." And he was the he was the legal um, he was on the board as the legal guy at AS Roma. And he was he was like talking about Fabio Capello at the time. This would have been what 2001, two something like that. Batistuta, and he was just it was all these people that he knew. I was fucking teaching this guy. <laughs> he didn't give me fucking shit. I was I was trying to oh, get those get free tickets. Ticket oh god, yeah, exactly. all day long. I was putting all these hints. I was saying, you know, I'm a I'm a really big football fan, and you know, and I was talking about Bradford City, which obviously didn't impress him that much. Although it's the same colours as Roma, so not terrible. Wrong. But colors. I kept saying, you know, well, it'd, be, it'd be amazing to go and watch a game. That kind of thing. Yeah. Get the hints. Their legal interests in London, then. Sorry? Was he representing their legal interests in London? No, no, he was just overstudying for, for like okay. three, four weeks. Okay, like uh, living um, immersive yeah. language course. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We had, I mean, we had quite a few interesting students. Uh, mm. Well, you're freezing, um, Steve. This Russian oh, guy that, um, yeah. oh, back again, sorry. Yeah. yeah, we had quite a few interesting students as well. We had this Russian guy who, um, he, I used to go out and smoke outside the, uh, the front door. It's fairly central London. And um, there'd be a few students there. And this guy would come out. And as soon as he came out, car pulls up, gets in, streams off. I'd be like, that's quite impressive. And this had happened every day. And then one day, um, he stopped. He stopped before he got in the car. And he said, you know, um, I, I need to, um, I need to buy, buy some presents. You know, how much money will I need? And he got out his wallet, and his wallet was like <laughs> thick, fifty-pound notes. I mean, like literally twenty thousand pounds, something like that. And um, I was, I was talking to another, another teacher. This guy was proper mafiosi, Russian mafiosi. He worked for some, or worked for some oil company um, in Russia, and he was just. Dodgy as fuck, this guy. He probably, probably owns a Premier League team now. Probably he does, probably yeah. does well, yeah. A minor yeah. one. Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking but, about this. It's a, how many Premier League teams would you say have non-troublesome ownership? Ownership where you think, I can get behind this ethically. I was trying uh, to rack my brains about this, and I couldn't think of one. Well, well, Burnley would have been, I guess. Yeah, but not anymore. It's close to it, but not yeah. anymore. Not anymore. <clears throat> well, like leverage honest, debt. Few, I, do, I don't really know. I mean, I don't know anything about Sheffield United's ownership. They've got a Saudi prince owns them. Have they? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't think of one. You know, yeah. I honestly can't think of one. Mind you, you can you can go down through the divisions, can't yeah. you? I, mean, yeah. I, I, I think we possibly touched on this before. Um, you, you see a lot of the Premier League clubs, it's either for profit or it's um, sports washing. Sports washing, yeah. But you go down, you go down through the divisions and, I mean, take my club as an example. Um, mm. it, it's people thinking that they can make a quick book out of uh, mm. lax regulations. And it's a shot to nothing. Yeah. 
they either make shitloads of money or the or the club goes bust and they lose nothing anyway. But it's speculative so, capitalism, isn't it? They're yeah, gonna it is, they're gonna yeah. look at that. And imagine I imagine there is money there. I mean Bolton Wanderers were a Premier League team, so there's every chance they have Premier League facilities, which means Premier yeah. League training yeah. pitches, which means yeah, yeah. big plots of land. Which well, you they can, have the hotel. They, no. they didn't have the hotel. Well, that, that's that, built that's, into the stadium, that's right? That's what they sold. They sold the hotel and the car park. But that hotel and never the made. Facilities. What did? So, what did so that? Why Bolton was that there? On, they don't own any of those things themselves anymore. But why was that there? I mean, what's the point in building a big hotel like that into the stadium? Well, you, I never got you it. know that. I mean, I've, I've seen it with uh, Salford Rugby League Club as well. We, we talked about this a little mm. bit before. But this this, this dreamland idea that the clubs no matter what size they were, had going back to the to the 90s, that they're going to relocate to some uh, shiny new stadium. Yeah. And this is going to draw multinational crowds yeah. and, and people saying hotels. I mean, it, it was always a pipe dream, this this uh, this idea. I mean, who's the fuck that's going to want to stay in a hotel by yeah. the side of a fucking motorway? Yeah. In a fucking industrial park. What are they expecting? The Sultan of Brunei to turn up for a bolting yeah, game? Yeah. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> What are they no, thinking it's of? It's not even in Bolton, is it? It's no, it's not. It's, a, it's the, the it's the. Sh- what are they thinking? Maybe if you're a very, very affluent fan of, of an away team, and then you can think, oh, I'll stay at the ground. But even then, why would you stay in the ground? You go and watch the game, yeah. and you stay in Manchester. Yeah, I mean, it's not like yeah, I don't get it. The, it's not like being at Old Trafford for the cricket, is it? Mm. Where, exactly. I was thinking know, about that. Yeah, or, or, mm. or Lords. There's a few balconies yeah. that you can yeah. see. But then, but then you're actually in the city as well, yeah. aren't you? I mean, but if you're in a balcony, like, though, why like would you? Got a cricket ground on one side and an industrial concrete wasteland on the other. <laughs> Made no sense to me that when Bolton did that, it was all flash, a, uh, and it was a nonsense. Hotel at Brisbane Road at Leighton Orient, in the corner, and that was quite nice because from from the hotel you could watch the watch the game but I guess yeah. if you are not, if you're an away fan dragging your ass down to London to watch oh. Leighton Orient you're not going to be like well, how can I watch what's the best way to watch this I'll stay in a crappy hotel with only three quarter view of the <laughs> fucking pitch I'll look out the window I'll look out the window at it open. Fucking hell. that's the last thing you're going to want to do but at 1860 in Munich there's a whole block of flats that overlook and I think yeah. if you're a fan and you live there then it's yeah. sweet you, you know yeah, right now but even then I'd rather so. be in the ground but you're also in Munich, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's central, It's not yeah. like that ground is actually no. 20 kilometres outside Munich. No. In, the, in the, uh, Bayern Munich is, is, and that's in a soulless concrete... Yeah. It's a, All I can describe is a concrete desert. Indie Liga Soccer Podcast. Batistuta. Batistuta. Batigal was, was his nickname, wasn't it? Batigal. About, yeah, right. He was a footballer who didn't like football. It was a professional. Batistuta? He's a... He's a yeah. But I thought he loved he's a, it. He's a proper Akoto type. Really? No. Nope. It was just a profession to him. He retired, and what did he do? Have a guess what he did. He played another, another sport and won a championship in Argentina playing this sport. Oh, is it? Is it something well, well, tennis? Uh, polo. Is it tennis? What? Polo. Polo, it was polo. Polo, all right. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. They've got a yeah. big. What is it like cowboy? But they don't call them cowboys. What yeah. do they call them? Gaucho. Gaucho. Yeah, that's the word. Gaucho. That might be really offensive. I'm not sure. Sorry. Yeah. Polo is big in Argentina. Okay. Isn't it? Yeah. Polo. Apparently, well done. At one point a, a day on that really, one. Um, he was really into horses while he was playing. Okay. And then when he retired, he decided to just go for it, yeah. and, and became a professional polo player. Really? 
but then he had to give up because he he had uh, he had no ligaments in his is it ligaments no meniscus maybe in his ankles okay from playing football he basically destroyed his ankles and he couldn't he couldn't ride okay anymore it was too any painful pain. yeah okay. he, he actually he actually asked the doctor to cut both his legs off you're joking <laughs> just to, well that, that's a, a quote I don't in some that. Come on. internet no. thing i found that yeah that he he said he he asked the doctor to cut his legs off because he just was sick of the pain so what does he what did he say about his football career then what was his he 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 said it was it was a profession. It was a profession. That's all it was. Because I thought it was like a Fiorentina legend, and he was like, "I do you know, not like football. It is just my profession." It's yeah. Amazing. I quite, I quite like the idea from his point of view that football destroyed his career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, it's weird, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about his nickname because yeah, everybody did call him Batigol. Batigol. Was there some play on words in uh, in Italian or in uh, in Spanish? Because it's a shit nickname, isn't it? Is it not I mean, goal? Is, like, is, is the is Italian you know, word for goal? Des Walker, uh, Walker defender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Maybe very good. Nickname. I wonder if batty goal means something in Italian. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was wondering. But I've uh, always had him in my mind as a, a real kind of Fiorentina legend. So he loved the club. He, he loved, but he loved playing for them. But if you, as a fan, knew when he's on the pitch, he doesn't really give a fuck. It's just a job. Surely some of that magic is taken away a little bit. A oh little bit. yeah, yeah. If you found out that that um, Graham Alexander actually he didn't like Preston. He loves he hated North playing for you. Who was it? Oh, uh, who was who was the guy who played for? Oh, brilliant, brilliant European player that um, I was reading about him this week in the in the paper. Uh, played played for Valencia and then went to Middlesbrough. I was I read the same article. Was it in the Guardian? Yeah, what's his name? Mandietta. Yeah, I was yeah, reading that. Yeah, and he still lives up there in the northeast. He, he's moved away now. He lives in London now. Oh, he moved and to he's London. a DJ he and a restaurant there. owner. He stayed there, yeah, yeah. yeah. A well, lot of places did. If you There's live a... outside of Middlesbrough, if you don't live in Middlesbrough... You live so in bad. County Durham. No, no, Middlesbrough's no, no. fucking but the, but the awful. Area. Yeah, but the fact that he comes from... I mean, was he... Was he uh, Valencia, was he... he signed from Valencia? Was yeah, his... was he Spanish himself? Yeah, yeah, he's Spanish. Was... Yeah, I think, Spanish, I, I suspect, yeah. looking at his name, I suspect he was Basque, the way his name yeah, is spelled. Yeah, Basque with the X and all that. Yeah, you got the yeah. X and this... Yeah, yeah, so think, he's got that. Yeah. I think he's so Basque. You, you, know, you, 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 you come from Basque country. You, you played for Valencia, being a bit of a legend of Valencia. I, I think you won the UEFA Cup there. And they got was, to, he got he was the captain. They got. Do you remember under Rafa Benitez? They got to two Champions League finals mm-hmm. and lost both. Yeah, yeah. he was the captain of the so, team there. You know, being there, and then you, you're given an offer by Bayern Munich, where you go yeah. to Middlesbrough instead. And then and then stay. Okay, yeah. not in Middlesbrough, but you but you stay. It's Yorkshire, though. Of course, it's going to stay. <laughs> Best part no of the world. chance. No, it's the the. There's well, it, Middlesbrough used to used to interview players in. I used to meet them in London. To yeah. Make them, uh, <laughs> Sign but them they up. were actually that's where they just were going to. Middlesbrough's be just like this, but a little smaller. Yeah. Oh, but you yeah. know, in the same I, um, in the same series of articles, which are very good in the Guardian, I'd recommend link in link in description. Was uh, uh, Philippe Albert, Jim Rim playing for Newcastle? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
he was cl- he still scored maybe my favourite goal of all time. If you remember him waltzing through and then doing that crazy chip when they beat Man United 5-0, was it 5-1? I don't know if you remember that. Oh, it was a th- just a thing of beauty. And he had this big mustachioed... And he was talking about living in Newcastle and he said he loved it. He said, you know, I'm from a working class guy. This is where I want to be. He knocked back Juventus because he didn't <laughs> want to live... Oh, I don't want to live in Italy. It's a bit too hot. It's not my thing. He's from Belgium, right? New- yeah, he's from, yeah, Belgium. And he li- and he went to play in um, Newcastle. He said he loved it, you know, a working class town. And he said, I'd go shopping with my wife on the street and people would talk to us and, and I'd talk, we'd have nice chats because that's just the way I was brought up. And quit football at the end. He liked it, but, you know, the end of his career. And guess what job he got after? Bank manager. Uh, and this probably won't be Polo this time, will it? Uh, it ain't Polo. He, 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 he became a fisherman. Snooker a greengrocer. <laughs> greengrocer, working 12 hours a day. And he said, yeah, you know, I'm a working class guy. His dad works in a sheet metal factory his entire life. You know, I, like, I want to work. I'm very happy. This is what I enjoy. Oh, Greengrocer. Greengrocer. Phil, Phil Albert. Oh, just, just nick down to Albert. Phil Albert. That's you know what they call him Preston. Who's this new defender well? we've got? Phil Albert from Belgium. Where's Belgium? Who's this? You know whose dad was a greengrocer, right? Who? Famous England striker. Whose dad was a greengrocer? Yeah. Who? And there used to be, there was, a, there was a thing on Football Focus. What decade? Give us a decade. Working, oh, it would have been 80s when he was working on the greengrocers with his dad. So he, he played in the 90s? He played 80s. He, he, he top scored in the 86 World Cup. Gary Lineker? Gary Lineker, Lineker's yeah. dad was a greengrocer. I like Lineker, I have to say. I like Lineker. And um, there, was, there was a thing on Football Focus of him, I think he must have yeah. still been at Leicester at that point, working on the market stall with his dad. I presume he didn't mm. actually, but... You know, for the purposes of TV, just help out. If you're from that kind of it. background, you're probably expected to just mm-hmm. help out. It's a, it's not a oh, question. Oh, sure he did, yeah. Just, but I think once he'd started as a professional, that's and different. Yeah. Then sign forever, and he probably stopped by that point. I think there's something to be said for you can often, and we have mentioned this before, that players who've done a day's work, yeah, and they kind of mm. know what it's like. But you imagine this, mm. Philip Albert, just going back to that, he'd have been on top money at Newcastle. Yeah. And in the 90s, that's still a lot. So he didn't have to. But then it's like, oh yeah, you know. My family have always worked. I don't want to be a guy that sits around doing nothing. Respect. Round of applause. And also, he was. If I, if you ever see this goal, just something like Newcastle five, Man United nil, or Newcastle five, Man United one. It's just a thing of beauty. It was like this guy was seriously good. Funnily enough, Mandieta scored at least one brilliant goal in a thrashing of Manchester United. Yeah, they mentioned that in the article, yeah. They couldn't have been in the same team, could they? No, he was playing for middle. No, they weren't in the same team. But there was a, I'd recommend it. I think it was written a couple of years ago. It was a series of famous 90s footballers. There's uh, Karol Poborski, uh, Pierre Van Hoydonk. Who came across really well, I have to say, because he had a very bad reputation. Because if you remember, he went on strike at Nottingham strike, Forest. Yeah. But if you actually read his side of it, and mm. maybe you have to take it with a pinch of salt because it's just his side. But he comes across very well. He comes across as a guy who just had principles and was mm-hmm. willing to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But he has to stick by what he believes in. And I respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
You're just like this is I've got to this is my line. I'm not going to cross it. Well, it I don't care if people think I'm a twat. Pardon? Yeah, <laughs> depends what the principles are. Well, his principle was with uh, <laughs> it was at Forest that some really big European club came in, and uh, Nottingham Forest to pay three and a half million for him from Celtic. From Celtic, yeah. And this club, it a real big, a Juventus style team. I can't remember exactly who it was, and they'd offered seven for him, and he wanted to go. And then the club had said, no, we want 10. And he said, it was quite self-deprecating, you know. He said, look, 10 million for me, that's like, he said, that's like charging £25 for a bottle of water. You can buy it, but you're not going to buy it, really. And he just said, look, I really wanted to go. And they said, no. And he said, well, I'm not going to play anymore. Then. And he and he created this situation. And then he had a meeting with the 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 team and he put up a, a a board with bullet points and he said these are the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing and if you've got a problem speak up mm. and Jeff Thomas spoke the player Jimmy Jeff Thomas and he said mm-hmm. you know right, Jeff. Yeah. and he said apart from that terrible thing in England where he the biggest miss of all time <laughs> but there was that um, and he said and Jeff Thomas was the only one that stood up and said you know I disagree with you I don't like what you're doing mm. and. Pierre Van Hoydonk said, you know, I always respected him for that, even though we disagreed. Yeah. And his problem yeah. was a lot of the players who were bad-mouthing him didn't say a word in this meeting. Yeah. And I understand that. So whether yeah. you agree with him or not, he he wasn't two-faced about it. And I think there's something there where you can be sympathetic, even if you don't well, agree. So, He's honest, honest, honest and straightforward. <coughs> that today would just be standard practice, wouldn't it? I mean, he yeah. just wouldn't hear about it. Yeah. Van, Van Dijk did that for it. Players' agents would just manoeuvre everybody into a position where the move would take place. But and, you remember, nobody, nobody would bat an eyelid about it. But Virgil van Dijk at Liverpool, publicly, uh, sorry, when he was at Southampton before he went to Liverpool, was publicly on strike yeah. and said, I won't play. Yeah. Maybe it's a Dutch thing, I don't know. But he was on strike, I'm not playing, and then after six months they, they shipped him off to Liverpool. So... Yeah. I, I think it might be a Dutch thing, actually, because... They've got, know, a, they've got that like, kind of mentality, haven't they, where it's well, like, if I'm not doing it, I'm not doing um, it. They're taught to speak up about football, certainly. About I mean, life. They have about a very directness, yeah. which is... I admire that, yeah. though. I like that. But when even, even when their academy players are expected yeah. to criticise, to when, when a coach says, we're going to do this and this and this, if they don't believe it, they're expected to actually fight back. But I think that's healthy. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments, questions or anything, you can follow us at IndieLiga on Twitter. See you next time.